book to me is kind of a cabinet of curiosities of all the folklore and ghost stories and, and strange interesting places to visit in Norfolk. Weird Norfolk to me is like an encyclopedia of oddity. Ghosts, UFOs, hauntings, amazing stones, folklore, magical stories. Weird Norfolk to me is about the preservation and sharing of these stories and the importance that that has in our tradition locally and nationally. My name's Shifra Connor, I'm the curator and researcher for Weird Norfolk. And I'm Stacia Briggs and I write Weird Norfolk. And I'm Richard Fair, the producer of the Weird Norfolk podcast. Today's episode, we're going to be looking at Kitty Witches Row in Great Yarmouth and the story behind Great Yarmouth's Kitty Witches. Until the 19th century, building in Yarmouth was only allowed within the town's medieval walls, which meant that buildings were closely packed into small spaces, leading to a series of 145 very narrow streets which ran parallel to each other and were called rows. One such row, which to some extent still exists, is Kitty Witch's Row. At, at one point, it ran from King Street to Middlegate Street and was the narrowest of all at just 27 inches wide in some parts. Wow. That's like, you could literally like stand <clears throat> with your arms out and like touch. How can you live like that? Mm. It's crazy. 27 inches wide, you could do, you could barely get through it. No. I imagine, that's tiny. Um, so it says, um, as, as street layouts in the town have changed, much of the road has now been demolished and it now ends at Tower Hill. Colin Took says the eastern end of this row was four and a half foot wide, but at the western end it was barely 30 inches. It was described as a picturesque but gloomy row with many overhanging Tudor houses on the south side. I don't know, I love like Kitty Witch's row. It's just like reading that little bit. Like there isn't a particular story about it, I suppose, but it kind of builds like such an image of what it must have been like to live in Yarmouth at that mm. time. Like everything was just so crammed in on top of itself. And mm. I mean, these <clears throat> streets were so narrow. It was it was crazy. And, and you know, the houses opened up into these roads. So you would literally like open your door and like, you could probably step over into your na- your opposite neighbor's house, yeah. like really easily. Um, we did send a photographer out to this one when we did the story and, and there's still a sign for Kitty Sitch, mm. Kitty Witch's Row and you can walk down a little bit. But a bit like the Devil's Alley and King's Lynn, the majority of it's now all opened up and they'd obviously it's not It's very close to St Nicholas, isn't it? The Church of St Nicholas. So it's kind of almost opposite. I've not opposite. actually been there myself. Yeah, it's kind of almost opposite. And um, it's... It's one of the one of the rows where possibly some of the body snatchers would have come when they body snatched at St Nicholas Church, which I think is the largest parish church in the UK, I believe. Mm. Fact. Mm. Um, and they do an amazing tour there, which is definitely worth doing of the graveyard, which is incredible, where they kind of take you around and and show you all these amazing, amazing graves of people. It's also really close to Snatch Body Row. Um, which is now not called Snatch Body Row. They've changed it in the same way that they change kind of, you know, most names that aren't particularly pleasant. Mm. Um, and, yeah, it's a... These these rows, there's one recreated at um, 
Time and Tide. Oh, yeah, so you it's can, so good. Yeah, it's it? so good. Yeah. Although I'd say that's probably quite a generous row yeah. in comparison. A lot of them are still there. If you go to the marketplace, the, the tiny passageways that come off, they're from the rows. And when you go down King Street, many of them are from the rows. Um, and you can see just how tight mm. things would have been. It almost, I feel like we're obviously chosen Kitty Witch's row for a weird because of the name. Yeah. It doesn't like scream weird, but you know, if it, if it was just called short row or something, yeah. we wouldn't but do it. A, but, but there's a, a there possibly a, a logical there are explanation. Interesting reasons as to, or thoughts as to why it's yeah. called Kitty Witch's Row, which actually do make it a bit weird. So mm. don't worry, weirdos. Like, it's okay. it well, will they, get weird. But but the obvious <laughs> the obvious explanation is you know it's it's a fishing port it's a and then kitty witches are crabs. Yeah, mm. well I didn't know that until this. Um so yeah, they they're swimming crabs which are found on Braden water and a, a kind of logical explanation is that the row was so narrow in some points you would actually have to like walk sideways like a crab to get down it and, and if kitty witches were the most well-known local crab then mm. it kind of makes sense that it would get that name. Yeah. But that's there. not weird. So no, let's yes. find something else. <laughs> should we? Okay, I think you should say the one about the flying beetle. Uh, the thanks, um, thanks. So there's a flying. She's <sighs> so childish. There's a flying beetle called the cockchafer, which was known in Norfolk as a kitty witch. Um, that's not weird either, though. I there was a species of seabird, <laughs> um, and a female spectre dressed in white. Um, also known as a kitty witch, or a derivation of the Dutch word, oh lord, kitvik, meaning a house of bad repute. And of course the Dutch were regular visitors to Great Yarmouth um, on the basis that until a few years earlier you'd have been able to walk across, wouldn't you? Mm. Just pop over for a quick mini break. Um, so they used to come to the Herring Fair um, every autumn, I think. Um, so yeah, but... So what's the weird explanation, Stacia? So the weird explanation, are you talking about the kitty, the women of, of ill repute? Yes, yeah. we like, this is why Schaefer shows this story. I knew in the minute it came through. So in the vocabulary of East Anglia, by the Reverend Robert Forby, rector of Forby, um, which was published in 1825, there was a reference to the row having been the home of the kitty witches, who were women of ill repute who would terrorise residents <laughs> in order to fund their drinking sessions. <laughs> <laughs> so he wrote that a kitty witch was a woman dressed in a grotesque and frightful manner, otherwise a kitch witch, probably for the sake of a jingle. So I think what he's saying is that they would go door-to-door, like door-to-door salespeople, but in reverse, um, <laughs> asking for cash uh, to help pay for their, their... Well, to fund their lifestyles. But then again, there's another story which says... So it's either women of, uh, quote, the lowest order, who go in troops from house to house to levy contributions... But some other tales say that these were actually men who dressed as women who went round asking for money because Kitty Witches, there's a Molly dancing yes. group in Norwich called the Kitty Witches, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. And Kitty Witches were also Molly dancers who are men who dress as women and basically Morris dance type thing. Mm. Am I going to do them wrong if I say that? I don't know. Well, I think it is. Kind of? Yeah, kind of. They're, they're quite... 
particular, aren't they? Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't, I've got I don't that know wrong. much. I, I really like Morris to. dancing and Molly dancing, but I don't really understand it. We don't need to understand it. We just need to know it happens. So, it's yeah. interesting that the description, it says, um, having men's shirts over their own apparel and their faces smeared with blood, these hideous bedlams have long discontinued their perambulations. But in memory of them, one of the many rows in the town was called Kitty Witch Row. Yeah. But their face is smeared with blood. I know. It's terrifying. I know. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you would give them money to get yeah, away, you would, wouldn't, wouldn't you? you? It's kind of like Halloween, <laughs> but on a... Yeah. I think yeah. they did it on Plough Day, which is um, the, uh, the first... Is it the first Monday after Epiphany? I believe. Right. Going back, because of course I am from Norfolk, so I know all of this stuff. Um, and <clears throat> they would go around and ask for cash. There are other stories, the folklore stories, that say the widows who painted their faces with blood, one could turn into a cat mm. as she went round asking for money, which, again, you would kind of... And there's a much more boring reason, which was apparently on row 95, which is Kitty Witch's row, somebody called Christopher Witch lived there. Well, I have another mm. theory. So, <laughs> we have done something about this lady, and it never specified where she lived exactly, but she did live on a row, and I wonder if it was Kitty Witch's row. Because her name, we also don't know her first name, but Mrs Mortimer yes. lived on a row in um, Great Yarmouth and she was like a, quite a well-renowned cunning woman. woman. And we don't know her first name, so she could have been Kitty. Is Elizabeth? Or is it, what's? Catherine. Catherine. Catherine, yeah. Catherine mm. Mortimer. Mm. That sounds like a possibility. Mary. Mary. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, so maybe Mrs Mortimer lived on on this row and they've named it after her um, but she was really interesting I've got a couple of stories about her um, right that, so there's two tales writing in 1872 John Glyde recounts the strange tale of enchanted bangers <laughs> the mischievous meat can you tell who wrote this <laughs> the mischievous meat <laughs> had been won at a village oh, raffle close to Great Yarmouth while initially delighted the winner of the sausages, a man called Charles, soon found himself taken ill and afterwards was unable to shake off the melancholy that followed his sickness. Friends persuaded Charles that he should seek professional help from Mrs Mortimer, a renowned cunning woman at Great Yarmouth. Accompanied by his mother, he went to visit Mrs Mortimer, who at first turned him away on the grounds that she did not let men into her home. <laughs> <laughs> When the sausage situation was explained, <laughs> her stance changed. Glyde then writes, The mother, who related the adventure, said, I trembled from head to foot when I entered Mrs Mortimer's house. She took us upstairs and my Charles paid her a sovereign. She brought out her divining cup and wanted me to look, but I daren't. Charles was sent away with a magical mixture to use and a handwritten copy of the Lord's Prayer to fold and keep close to his heart. He was also given instructions to send Mrs Mortimer some of some hair from the nape of his neck, some finger and toenail clippings and a bottle of his urine. She would, it was explained, fashion these most personal items into a cure. And Charles was indeed cured, although it seems not of stupidity. <laughs> <laughs> when asked for a further 10 shillings from the wise woman, he refused. As swiftly as he had recovered, he declined, and, realising the error of his ways, he paid his dues and remained well until his death, 
Oh no, until the death of Mrs. Mortimer, upon which he sought the advice and help of a cunning man in Norwich, which may have been one from St. Stephen's. Yeah. We might have, did we talk about Mrs. Mortimer yeah. in the St. Stephen's? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a good story though. It's and I felt story. like. So maybe she was on Kitty Witch. I just wonder way. if that's why that was named. Isn't it interesting? When you were describing what she was asking for, though, yeah. I was thinking. This sounds like a trip to your GP. You know, <laughs> I want a sample of your yeah. yes. I'm going to take some blood. And then, then he gives you a prescription, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. <laughs> Sadly, they don't kind of normally fashion you a bottle no. of nails. <laughs> and, uh, although, you know, wouldn't it be good? Yeah. Yeah. So, absolutely. I mean, but actually, it's interesting. Since, I, since we did the St. Stephen's episode and probably talked about this then, I've learned a lot more about like Bellamines and the witch bottles and what they their contents and stuff and actually it sounds like she was making a witch bottle mm. for him which would have been a protective mm. so she was actually she was but to be fair the sausages were probably just off weren't yeah. they yeah. in this case he probably just needed afterwards to he... work it through yeah mm. but then for her to go back and say give me some more yeah, money otherwise you're gonna yeah. be Mm. Be ill again. But that makes it, it sounds like she could have lived on Kitty Witch's Row. Yeah, it does. If it was like kind of dodgy. To be fair, if they're going to come to you and offer you the money, that means you don't have to go out and smear your face with blood mm. and put a man's shirt on and then yeah. demand cash, doesn't it? So I can just, I don't know, I can just see her being the ringleader of the Kitty Witches. And there's there's also a bit of a kind of a lolworthy swear as well, isn't there, involved with Kitty Witches, which is that if you take it that this is from the Dutch, the instead of it being... K-I, K-I in Dutch apparently is S-H, so it was the, the shit witches instead <laughs> for quite some time. And then um, that's, yeah, so the... So would it have been shit witches row? Yes, so kit witches were known as shit witches for the first ten years of their life as the K from the original mid-18th century text looked just like a sh. Oh. So, so that's how it was pronounced, so yes... <laughs> Instead of um, yeah. so maybe it was actually a row of rubbish witches. He just couldn't do it. Yeah, absolutely useless. So then maybe Mrs. Mortimer wouldn't live on there then. No, because she's a good she one, was isn't a she? Joke. Yeah, yeah. Well, but well yes. I wonder what the rows either side that was called were called. Yeah. And did they all? Some of them only did they had all names. Some of them yeah. didn't actually have names. Yeah, they had the numbers. They were just numbers. Yeah. So... And I just wonder how, you know, at what point do yeah. these do they get names and you know. Yeah. I guess it sounds like something must have like have to something have happened triggered it. Yes. To, yeah. on each other. So apparently there was a pub on 140 King Street nearby, also known as Kitty Witches. Mm, I remember that. And um, there's another tale from I got this um, from a book with the, one of the longest titles of all time, um, which I think we quoted: "The Vocabulary of East Anglia: An Attempt to Record the Vulgar Tongue of the Twin Sister Counties." Norfolk and Suffolk, as it existed in the last 20 years of the 18th century and still exists with proof of its antiquity from etymology and authority. Do you have that in today? Is that? I just wanted to borrow who, who, is, it, who is it by? <laughs> it's by... I don't know who it's... It's by... Um, it's by... Oh, no, it's not by him. I don't know. Not Walter Rye. Yeah, he, he we... Was quite... No, not Walter Rye, but it's... Um, yeah, the vulgar tongue... Of the twin sister counties of Norfolk and Suffolk, yeah. So if you fancy getting that one out, I'll put that on my list. It is on Amazon, actually. Is it that book? (laughs) Although they haven't managed to get the whole title. Has it got like an explanation of Kitty Witches in that book? Then yes, it has. Are you going to tell us? Yeah, and it's got well, it's got a whole section of of different things. So I found some other things. So Kitty Witches 
So it's got explanations of what they are, which I think is the crabs mm. and the the spectres. And I looked at some of the other terms near it, which are also the vulgar tongue. Um, kittlish means ticklish. Mm. Um, I like this one. Nobble tree is head. <laughs> um, know nothing is stupid and loldrum is a fool and a half mm. so really stupid so yeah so there we go and um, I was kind of yeah looking at other things that happen on Plough Monday that are similar uh, in, uh, in in East Anglia and the closest I could get and I can't believe we've not looked at this before though isn't in Norfolk so that's probably why but um, the annual Whittlesea Straw Bear Festival. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There was something on the BBC about that recently. Was there? Yeah. That's, that's January, so it would have been, yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's the same kind of custom, so a straw bear, and it is as horrific as it sounds. Because they talked to a guy who'd been dressing up as a straw bear since he was a little boy. Did you see that? No, it was really no. good, wasn't it? Yeah. So during the festival, a person is dressed up in straw and paraded around the town... Um, it's unknown when this tradition began, this terrifying tradition <laughs> began, but local farmers would dress up one of the men or boys in straw and lead the straw bear from house to house where it would dance in exchange for beer, food and money. It died out in the 1900s, but it's been resurrected in the 1980s in Whittlesea. We must go one time. Mm. It looks, you know, you would not want to be near a naked flame, would you? Just <laughs> as a, a straw, straw bear. bear. So clearly um, we could bring back another whole festival on Plough Sunday, on Plough so Monday. So is Plough Monday like a day off then for people? It's it it was the it was the Monday after Epiphany, which is in January, and it would mark the beginning of another load of ploughing. So I take it they mm. went round because they didn't have any cash, mm. because they hadn't been at work for I a see. bit, because the the ground would have been frozen presumably mm-hmm. for ploughmen. So you'd be hoping that this would a, a kind of bring in better weather mm. and the ability to actually plough, because in the olden days when we weren't kind of using so much hairspray in the mm. 1980s that we've personally burnt the planet. Mm. Sorry. Um, the, there were winters that were cold. Yeah. Unlike now. So the kitty witches, I wonder if it was a mix of men and women. Do you know, I bizarrely think it was more likely to be men. Do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I think it was... I think it was... I think it was these these chaps dressed as women who would go round who... Would get it's just the only thing that makes me think because it says they had men's shirts over their own apparel. So I've like in my head, I've got like women with their normal clothes and then men's shirts over the top. Whereas I see that as they were actually men, mm-hmm. because I just think if a group of women went round, they would be quite summarily dismissed in yeah, those days. Yeah, that is true. And that you know, if if you went round Yarmouth, uh, even if there were several of you, mm. you're not gonna. Frighten mm. anybody, I don't think. Whereas if a group of chaps went round, burly plowmen, drunk plowmen, and also it's more of a kind of funny thing, then, isn't it? It's more of a kind of along the whole lines of the molly dancing and the and the folkloric kind of mm. part of it. If you have men dressed as women coming round and kind of asking for money and in a bit of a the same way as as children go around for Halloween now, mm. you know, it's kind of charming, isn't yeah. it? Whereas women smeared with blood, uh, wearing men's shirts. You probably would be quickly getting them to the toll house and uh, having Burn them locked away. Burn as witches, yeah. So I think, sadly, I know that you want it to be badly behaved women of ill repute. I think it was badly behaved men who liked dressing as women. Just another just, lad's night out. Just another lad's night out. Which I think in its way is particularly charming. You yeah. know, it's nice. It shows that they were kind of ahead of the times. 
not RuPaul's binary. RuPaul's Drag Race before Drag Race. Exactly. A kind of, um, yeah, drag in Yarmouth in the early days. And, uh, and you know, nice. Nice to do that. And, and perhaps they weren't shit witches. They were good ones. Yeah. yeah. Weird Norfolk is brought to you by Arch and Podcasts. For all advertising and sponsorship inquiries, contact matt.withers at archand.co.uk. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.